a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Renthal on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,500 podcasts delivered with over 15 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. As always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Renthal and Maxis. We are going to talk about test riding a 2020 Yamaha Monster Energy Yamaha YZ450F from the Factory Edition. Addition from those guys. Uh, looking forward to talking about this with my, with my buddy Chris Kiefer and uh, lots to get into when it comes to this bike. You saw the videos on RacerX Online. You saw the videos on PulpMex.com. And uh, let's dive into it. But first, f- dive into the folks at Fly Racing and all the things that they have for 2021. I just wore the new Evo gear at the World Vet Races. Absolutely loved it. The new light gear is all new and redesigned with the BOA up front. No zippers on it, just the BOA up front. The Formula CC helmet, the Formula helmet, fantastic products from the folks at Fly Racing. Zach Osborne, of course, wearing fly racing and winning the 2020 450 motocross championship also want to thank the folks at renthal of course the winning brand in manufacturing design for the last half century renthal continues to lead the world at the very top level of sport amassing more titles than all competing brands combined yeah that's right uh whether it's the fat bar whether it's the uh, fat bar 36 whether it's the twin wall bar which came out and blew everybody's minds the 7 8 bar that's still cooking, uh, gray grips, uh, the sprockets, uh, whatever it is, renthal.com for more information. A fraction of a second, a few grams, a couple of millimeters, it all counts. Welcome to the winning world of Renthal. Maxis Tires, the SGB Kawasaki team with A-Ray and Rod Bell and Smith and Jordan Jarvis. Doing a great job with Maxis Tires. MXST is developed by Jeremy McGrath, of course. Uh, their, old, their, their scoop tire was used a lot this summer by Rod Bell and the guys. Uh, mountain bike tires, the Minion line is what I prefer on mountain bikes. They also have a light truck tire line. I just put a set on the Ridgeline. Maxis.com for more information on there. If it's round and it's rubber, Maxis will have you covered. So thanks to those companies for coming on board. Thank you to you people for listening. Uh, very exciting to talk about uh, riding a factory motorcycle. I mean, really, let's face it, that's the uh, pinnacle of R&D in the sport and development. And to help me do that is my buddy from Kiefer Ring Testing from RacerX Online. It's Chris Kiefer. What's up, man? Hey, Steven. How are you? How's your day going? It's good. Thank you. It has been uh, about 24 hours since I last saw you. You were here for the Pulp of Mix show. So, you uh, just can't- yeah. You just can't quit me. I can't. I can't. I, and you were at, and you were riding today. Speaking of can't quitting, you were riding today. As usual. Like when I got home about one thirty. <laughs> yeah. Got up in this morning and went back to GH. Can't yeah. get enough of it. <laughs> can't get enough of GH. Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> the forty pro champion too. By the way, folks. Uh, world. Uh, world champion. Uh, yes. So it's fantastic. Um, we wanted to talk about this a little bit on the Pulp Show. We didn't get quite run into it. Too many videos of me falling over. Uh, too much Kiefer after dark <laughs> to get into this. But we thought we'd make it a separate standalone pod because I do think it's worth talking about and breaking down a little bit. Probably even more so than than what the Pulp Show allows, you know. So um, 
Chris, we were all excited to ride the Star Yamaha 250F uh, early, yep. early last summer, and uh, and we kind of all know what happened with that. Um, right. D- it didn't happen is what happened. Um, so go ahead. It didn't happen, and I was uh... – Man, I haven't been that mad in a long time, actually, because I was really looking forward to riding that bike. You were mad, right? Yeah, you were not not happy. Um, yeah. But the folks at Yamaha, Mike Ulrich and uh, and John Howell and Steve there, and everybody wanted to uh, to make it up for us. And so, obviously, look, the 4D team is going to star for next year. We know that. But uh, they got Ryan Villapoto on board as a marketing guy, and he was doing some test riding for the race team. And so those guys, uh, along with Hutch and Sergio, uh, they met us out at uh, Paris Raceway a couple weeks ago, a week and a half ago, and they brought RV's bike, which is basically Barsha's Ironman settings, um, for the YZ450. And I guess, Chris, first of all, let me start with this. So, look, uh, uh, it won, the bike won your shootout when you did shootouts. Uh, the bike won <laughs> yes. The bike won everybody's shootouts but one or two people, uh, the YZ450. But right. it, it's, and it's a great bike, and I love my bike. And, and Weimers rode my bike and bought a Yamaha, and, and Parabinos rode the new Yamaha and absolutely loved it. Like, like yes, I'm, in, I'm, I'm involved with Yamaha, but on a – it doesn't matter on a on a um, on any kind of level you want to talk about. The YZ450 is an amazing production bike, but but the success we saw at the pro levels, whether it's Cooper Webb uh, struggling and then going to KTM and winning, uh, Barsha's yep. had ups and downs. AP hasn't got going yet. Um, you know, it is a bigger bike. the The racing at the highest levels hasn't worked for Yamaha. That that's that's really um, you know the the, the bottom line. Right. And for me, this is one of the intriguing points of why I wanted to ride this bike, because you and I both have time on this, you know, production machine. And for me to hear all these negative comments from racers at times was was I was like I was kind of like, huh, kind of weird because how good the stock bike is. So um, when we we had this plan to do the star thing and, and it failed and Mike Ulrich saved the day and we got this you know, YZ450F machine, I was like, man, I cannot wait to ride this bike, bring yours, bring mine, compare it to the production bikes, and see what all this bullshit's about, about these riders complaining about it. So for me, um, I was ready to test, and what's cool about Hutch and having these guys, Ryan there, as well as Sergio, I've been around, and you have too, Steve, I've been around factory guys, and they're pretty tight-lipped about a lot of things about their motorcycle. Um, Hutch and Sergio... If I had a question, they would answer it. There was no really hiding. They were like very transparent with me. They would say if I needed to know, hey, does it have a flywheel weight? Yes. Uh, how much mm-hmm. more inertia does it have? They would tell me. Like they were very open and honest about the bike. So I yeah. thought that was really and, cool. And, and and we tested the Geico bike uh, a little while ago, and and we enjoyed it. But yeah, those guys didn't tell us stuff. They were telling us not, you know, like, and that's cool. Honestly, I'm, we got told stuff, you know. But he would be like, um, you know, Josh and the guys would be like, hey, man, uh, don't say anything about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And that's fine. I, you know, that's that's the deal of the test. But you're right. right. These guys were, were – I mean, maybe some of it's – Kiefer, some of it's like, hey, they're degaff because it's going to star. So they're just like, yeah, right. here's the bike, right? So Well, and I think yeah. also, too, like there's maybe there's not a whole lot of changes, you know, and the changes that they do make – um, aren't so uh, one-off that, you know, maybe they, they yeah. can't talk about it. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, look, the Yamaha guys, they know the reputation they have at the pro ranks. They know this. They know what's going on. They know they're losing the program. It's going to star. Barsha left. But, you know, like, there is that point where the guys are saying, look, 
in, until the COVID shutdown, Barsha was third in points. He'd had, right. out of 10 races, he had like seven top fives or five top fives or something. He'd won the race. Like, Justin Barsha was having a great season. Right. You know, and so the yeah. bike was working for him. <laughs> yeah, and he won races on it. Yeah. You know, yeah. outdoors and Supercross. So it's not like the, the thing's a piece of trash, right? So No. Um, I just think certain conditions suit this bike more. And and that's just, it rolls into the production side, too. I, mm-hmm. I feel like a soft track, ruddy, um, you know, something that the motor can actually get some traction to, it's really good. But when you have the hard base, California, Glen Helen at 2 o'clock, it's difficult to ride because there's a lot there. I was stoked to ride this. I really appreciate it, the Geico guys, for sure. But I hadn't ridden a 250F forever. I'm too big for a 250F. Uh, you know what I mean? I have no reference to riding a Honda. You know what I mean? All that kind of stuff. So for me, right. it was like, eh, this is cool, but I don't have a great reference point. Well, this one, Kiefer, I was excited for. So I was pumped. Uh, they rolled out RV's test bike. It was Barsha's Ironman settings, basically. But Kiefer, Kiefer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you're such a pain in the ass. Why? Because you're like, hey, what's up with that link? What's up with that rocker? Hey, you want a factory <laughs> test or not? Talk about that if you can. Yeah, so uh, I asked him about some linkage ratios, and, and, and I wasn't even going for a specific area. I was just like, because if you look at a Yamaha bike, like I just mentioned, it looks stock, but I am aware of what they do. They make um, stuff look stock to look you know, look like production stuff. So I go, hey, man, it, I, I kind of know that you guys are running different linkage and knuckles. Is that the stock one? And, <laughs> and RV's like, huh. I don't know. Let me check. And then Hutch was like, yes, it is. Well, RV's like, well, shouldn't we put the one that I like on? And, and I go, yes, I think we should. And then there's the bar, there's the bar mounts and there are these holes. And then there's the bar mount. Are those stock mounts? What, how, how high are we? You know, things that I love about factory bikes is numbers. I love the numbers because that's how the normal people listening to this podcast can relate to their bike. So before we ever get on the bike, they're changing the link for for Kiefer. Yeah, Hutch is on the ground. He's like, God, this is going to be great. (laughs) So he's out out there, you know, just changing the link. We we had the the bar mount holes in a different area. No, we had them in the right area. Well, for me, it's not the right area. But for me, it is. So in the in the front hole. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, front hole. So that that um, I was surprised that RV likes it there. Yeah, because he's a shorter guy, but you know now, he runs a, a taller bar and runs the the mount forward, which was unique. We had a bit of controversy because RV when we went out to Glen Helen to award the uh, YZ four hundred and fifty to uh, the winner of the uh, of the random draw for the privateer thing. RV was there, and he rode your bike and says, piece of shit, and you don't know what you're doing with bikes. So we had, we already had some controversy going into the day. Uh, RV yeah. was not happy with your setup, with your work that you've done. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and he let you know it. So uh, I was looking forward. So this was basically, after the link was done, Kiefer, this was Barsha's Ironman setup. Yeah. Pretty so close. Uh, yeah. Hutch put the, the RV1 spec link on, and... Um, it just changes the rising rate a little bit, makes it a little bit uh, stiffer initially, and then kind of make it more progressive, which you know the production bike needs. And uh, we, you and I both agree. Like I, I went out first and rode it, and shook it down a little bit. And if people wondering where we rode it, we rode at Paris, you know, Raceway in California, which is it, it's it's a clay based track, gets hard packed. So for us, Steve and I, 
it, it would be a great test. Like I love this kind of stuff because this is where this bike may or may not be good. And this is what Barsha was complaining about Salt Lake, mm -hmm. you know, lighting up the rear end. So this would be a good track. And I went out the first time and only rode, you know, 15 minutes or so. And honestly, Steve, like I wasn't blown away the first time because I never really got on it. It was crowded. And I was like, okay, a um, little bit stiff in the front end. Obviously, I kind of figured that would, would happen. Mm -hmm. um, but the engine wasn't like, oh, my God, it's insane. Like, I can't handle it. I wasn't just, like, taken back. So I sat back, took some notes. You wrote it. And uh, what did you? What was your first initial impression? Uh, yeah, I got on it, and, and again, I was excited to do this because I have a lot. I don't have a lot of time on my on my uh, uh, Yamaha, but I have enough. I've ridden a bike for two years, right? Like, I mean, do you think I? You feel like I? I no, know. Yeah, you. If you're gonna know a bike, I figure you know this. Yeah, bike yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree, and and uh, I'm not on your level at all um, as far as uh, knowing how a bike works and the ins and outs. But I mean, I did race at a high level at one point in my life, and I got a lot of hours on it. But so. you're mechanical, so yeah. you can figure shit out, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so I do feel like, yeah, I kind of, uh, I kind of knew how this thing was going to go. So I got on it, and I got to say, like, I was, I was more impressed with the motor than say maybe I guess you were um, right away. Um, and so I got on it, and then, but immediately, I'm riding it. And oh, first of all, RV's cockpit is all is all screwed up. Can we agree it's, on that? It's horrible. Cockpit. It's, it, it's horrible. 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 The yeah. too much play in the front brake. Uh, clutch lever is too high. Bar bar is too straight. You know, I, I don't know. It, yeah, yeah. It's he's running an old school bend. It's high. He's running twin walls, which is stiff. Yeah. Like I'm like, wow, I can't believe this guy. <laughs> but he did have a good comeback from you. We were complaining about it. He's like. Do you have ten championships? Yeah, and we're just like, nope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like, uh, no, we don't. Um. <laughs> so, anyways, he. Uh, so first, my first thing was, okay, this motor is really good. Uh, I'm enjoying this this part of it. And then, man, coming to some of the turns, I felt some like big harshness, like like real stiff, real like, oh, like the fork's not moving, right? Right. Um, yep. And that took a little bit of fun of the ride away for me. So I went out and kept kept riding. I came back in, and I told those guys that. And, and they were, and somebody said, I don't know who it was, but someone was like, did you set a sag? And I'm like, no, no, I just jumped on it. Right. And, and then it was like, well, we should set the sag on, on that bike. And, and, right. and so we did Hutch. I was saying, ah, don't worry about it. I think or something. Hutch was like, no, no, no. We'll, you know, we'll, we, we will set the sag. You know what I mean? Um, right. so they set the sag, they got it right with the spring. Um, obviously I'm much heavier than RV and, and yourself. And, uh, I went out and that mid stroke harshness was gone, gone. And it, the bike was way better uh, right away for me. Uh, so I'm glad those guys did that. You know what I mean? That would have totally skewered my my uh, um, thoughts on the bike. And so let, right. be less, let this be a lesson to you people to set your damn sag. Yes. Um, so, yeah, the sag was set for me. You rode it. And when I, I kind of had the same complaint where I felt like on lean angle, on throttle, on this, some bumps, that it just felt like it was binding a little bit harsh and didn't move. And uh, Hutch suggested that we free it up, so we we softened the fork up a little bit, opened up the rebound to make a little, you know, to move a little bit more. And it was uh, it's a night and day difference. And for people listening to this, with the factory fork, uh, each click is a is a noticeable change. So you don't have to make a, a huge change to be like, wow, that made a big difference on the track. So a couple clips here and there really helped you and I both cuz you even rode the bike afterwards when we opened it up and you thought it was better as well. Yeah, I did. Um so then I rode it uh and yeah, once I got the the cockpit right, I did did a bit of adjustment. Um I like a touchy front brake. 
I like it like a lot of slack out of the front brake. Um, I I love the motor, man. I thought the bike. I rode Ferry's factory 450 back in the day a bunch, and I rode his Cowie a little bit, and certainly I I rode those two strokes uh, a little bit here and there as well. The YZ 250 two strokes and. Every factory bike I've ever ridden, and this doesn't go for the 250F just because it, it's 250F, but every factory bike I've ridden hit so, like a donkey kick. It just, right. I just, I, I couldn't ride it. You know what I mean? I just couldn't ride it fast for a long time like the elite riders can. And I mean, Red, Red Dog's 450 just would pull and pull and pull. Um, this thing was not that way. This was not like that. This was like a little, I felt like a real characteristic of a of a production bike with just better everywhere. Uh, it had better bottom, better mid, better top, but did not hit hard. It did not change the characteristics of the production bike. Right. So I think that's what I was so blown away with is the complaints that some of the riders had on the team at, when they were racing. And then I rode it. And obviously, I'm not their level either. So I, I, the bike didn't light up. I brought my, my YZ450F, and it has an ECU, which is similar to what the the factory guys are running and it has a muffler and it has good suspension so i would have to come out of this corner it was slick and rud you know it had a rut in it and it was like shiny before this jump and my rear tire on my own bike would light up and it was a little bit harder to clear this tabletop on the factory bike i could roll this rut and just give it you know give it the berries and it never spun up as bad it didn't spun up as much as my bike so that right there tells me i have power to the ground i have more tire contact patch um it's easier for me to clear jumps so right there i was like wow i felt that and that was the second time i went out and then another thing i felt was when we got the fork dialed in a little bit better yep uh in, in at paris they have these long ruts and then they get holes in the middle of these ruts which kind of upsets the chassis when you're trying to roll your rut. Well, the factory bike is has such a uh, they have so much holdup in it, and it has such a, a comfort and performance feel to the fork and shock. I could start get on the gas early and just roll over these holes that are inside this rut, and the bike would never get upset. Cornering stability was really good, mm-hmm. and that was that was probably the second thing that I was most blown away with was how good it was inside of the corner. People say, oh, it's a bigger bike. It doesn't corner. Yeah. Dude, the thing cornered amazing. And maybe it was the, the freaking spec tires. I don't know. But it cornered really good for me. Yeah, I, I felt I had no issues with the cornering. I felt like I felt the bike was more stable. I felt it was stiffer suspension than, you know, than my bike. And I yep. felt like it was – I felt it felt tighter and faster and more responsive more twitchy than my bike, but twitchy in a good way, like the littlest. And I just mean like the little nimble. nimble. Yes, yes, nimble would be a better word. A yeah. a, a little bit of uh, body English presented moved the bike over a little bit, you know, where my bike felt softer, slug more sluggish, and uh, yeah, just not as not as hyper. Let's say as as a right. factory bike. Yeah, yeah. So this bike's built to hit big bumps, right, and slam into things. So um, I was purposely trying to just slam into stuff to see what it, you know, what it would do and. Yeah, like you said, it just it soaks it up. It has a nice dead feel to it. Um, what I liked about the engine, you know, the engine character, just like you said, it was just enhanced of the stock engine character. Something I always wanted to do to my YZ450F was find a heavier flywheel to try to get that um, connection better. 
um, along with having like a Vortex ECU, which the team ran. This is what the factory bike had as well. And that is what, you know, the Monster Energy Yamaha uh, guys did. They put a little heavier flywheel on it. Obviously, the crank's a little bit different inside in the head. But, man, it was just the seamless power that you can get on early. And then it revved out so far. Like, I could leave it in second. And the transmission ratios are obviously different as well. But second gear was so long that I didn't have to shift to third like I did on my own bike. Um, I don't know, man. Just like you said, less engine braking. The bike didn't pitch. I don't know if you noticed that. Did you notice less engine braking from yours to theirs? Yeah, I did. I Well, you know what? I was wondering, because I, I came into the corners faster, right? Because I'd done a bunch of laps at Paris, so I kind of knew the place. And right. I came into the corners faster, and I was wondering what it was. And I, you know, I was thinking maybe I'm just coming in hotter because the motor's more powerful. You know, I I just think there's no engine braking, and then you're not diving like on your bike. There's engine braking, which pitches the front end, puts it down, yeah. and then you got to kind of like compensate with your either your your technique or your throttle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With this, you didn't have to do that. Like you could just drive right in, almost like a two stroke. You know. Did you like the front brake as much as I did? I don't feel like you did. I don't feel like you talked I, about it. Like I don't. Yeah, you got a big hard on over it, and I didn't. I don't really. <laughs> I didn't I, really. <laughs> I thought it was great. I thought it was better than my my bike. I don't know. What are you running on your bike? On your is it all stock? Yeah, it's stock, but I bleed mine all the time. Okay, see, I don't bleed mine. I, I don't know. Yeah, so I mean, it was better, and and we talked about that with Hutch, and they use the stock size, they use a stock line. Yeah. Um, it, it's a different disc. But it's the stock size in the yeah. production form. Yeah, but so, different material of, of steel. Right. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, okay. not yeah, anything yeah. drastic. I just know? thought it was really progressive, but yet strong. And yeah, I was, I was all about the front brake. <laughs> what about the clutch? How would you like the clutch? Um, I didn't feel much difference in the clutch. I didn't. Okay. Yeah. I just felt like um, the grabbiness yeah. um, was a little bit uh, less. Mm-hmm. The length, the you know, the right. the pull was a little bit better. Yeah, um, I could feed the clutch better. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like to me, it's impressive how how hard you can ride it. Right. And Yamahas aren't known to be um, that kind of bike. Like I could ride it a little bit more aggressive than my machine, so I could hang it out a little bit more. Um, I could ride looser because I wasn't worried about it. You know. Right. Uh, you know, unloading and then, you know, pitching me back another way. Now, did um, it have the, was the gearing a four, I know we talked about this, but was it on the factory bike? Did it have a 14? Uh, yes. It did. So the stock gearing is 1350, correct? No, 1349. 1349 yep. stock. Uh, yep. They ran a 1452. 52. And it is a slightly different ratio than stock. Yes. So you get a half, it's basically a half a tooth. Um, obviously, and what Hutch said, they're, they're using different internal transmission. You know, their transmission is a little bit different. Um, but what this does, it helps relax the shock. And people can do this at home with their bike. Even Travis Preston, he, he likes this gearing on an OEM machine. So um, it just helps initial like acceleration traction. It doesn't bind up. Uh, the swing arm and chain when you're when you're doing that when it's you know loading in the rear, so that was one of the benefits that RV said that he noticed when they went to that gearing. Yeah, I didn't notice much for myself of, of that, but I like to try it on my production bike and see how it goes. You know, um, yeah, yeah. See, see how so it goes. there wasn't that much you know uh, 
you know, people out there listening, it wasn't like a huge rough day, right? So no, there's small chatter everywhere, but nothing bad. Right. Um, yeah, it was. I I was impressed with the bike. Right. It's you, funny because yeah. I, I don't know if I told you this, but you know, you watch Barsha ride, right? And you think this thing is going to be balls fast, like it's yeah. going to be out of control, and it's the opposite. It was the opposite of what I thought it was going to be. I think so too, based on my previous times of racing fact riding factory 450s well yeah you rode when there's fucking bazooka mufflers and- yeah yeah and, and just hard hitting right i mean we had three right. we had three speeds one of our bikes was a three speed oh god yeah so first was second holy crap really yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it was really really neat to really that for weight it. purposes yeah wait yeah wait and you know yeah. yeah you don't need it right so um right um but anyways yeah it was uh it was cool. I'm glad Hutch adjusted the sag for me, and I'm glad that you made Hutch change that link so we could we could have a little bit of a differences. And of course, RV, uh, you know, how would you think? What do you think? And we're talking about it, and he's just taking all the credit in the world, right? Yeah, I'm the best test guy. Yeah, I'm the best test guy. That's it. That 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 that's the the final verdict. Um, uh, stock seat, right? Yeah, it was the foam was a little bit different, yeah. but it had a hump in it. I'm yeah. not a fan of the hump. Are you? No, I'm not. I didn't really notice it too much, but not a fan. Not a huge fan. RV said it made a huge difference for him. Two things that made a huge difference for him to keep him over the bike, you know, front of the bike, was the bar mount position and then that hump. Um, RV's always been kind of a hump guy throughout his whole career, anyway. I think he yeah. always had something there. So uh, he thought the way the engine was delivered and when they first started testing that that was something that the riders need. So he suggested that to some guys, but, uh, I, I I've never been a fan of the hump myself. Right. Um, and the airbox cover though was changed, right? We ran your stock airbox cover. Yeah. So they have a different airbox lid lid I should, cover, yeah. which, yeah. which, uh, ventilates more air, circulates more air through the airbox, uh, which made it for me too touchy. Like, that meant it opened up. You know, I had so much more throttle response. And for me, in my level of riding, I would want a little smoother power. So I just put the stock air lid, you know, airbox lid on. And it really helps kind of deaden that RPM response, what gives you more smooth, smoother power. So yep. um, obviously, Barsha and Tickle, they liked, you know, that more response, you yep. know, which makes sense. Yep. So, uh, uh, but yeah, that's something cool that I thought it wouldn't make that huge of a difference. But holy shit, it does. So, in the end, uh, we did a lap time challenge, and the results are on the PulpMX.com YouTube channel. Uh, I was faster on the factory bike, but it wasn't a 100% fair test. Uh, they had watered when I went out with my practice bike, with my own bike, I should say, and the track was closing soon, so I didn't, I couldn't wait, really. I had to get out there, So, but I was faster on the factory bike. Yeah, but, well, legitly two seconds. One time, you're four seconds faster. Yeah. But I think that was the condition of the track. Yeah, I think it got I better. Yeah, yeah. Le- legit, you had a little over two seconds faster on the factory bike. And I was doing the lap times watching you. And I'm pretty honest with you. You know, I'm sure you can admit that. Like yes. when I watch you ride. Yes. Um, you, you just seemed way more relaxed on the factory bike than you did your bike. Like, yeah. and honestly, if you talk shit on the cockpit, you, you look like you had more room on the factory bike. Yeah, I liked it. I, I really did. I, I just felt like it was a production bike, but better everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, I always liked the production bike. I know. But, but, and then, but, so you you got back on it. Yeah. And, and I think the Yamaha guys are like, uh, when's he coming off? 
because uh, I was already done, and you must have rode for another twenty minutes, twenty five <laughs> minutes on the factory bike, just thinking to myself, you were, or you were probably thinking to yourself, these motherfuckers are going to take it away, and so yeah. I, better, I better just keep riding. Yeah, I'm no fool. Like <laughs> I ain't stupid. Like I know those guys want to bail, and the cl- track's getting ready to close. But I'm going to milk every ounce of this shit as <laughs> as much as I can because you know we're never going to be able to get this. You know, so yeah. Uh, yeah. I went out and did like a twenty minute moto and and pushed it more and then man it just made me respect and like this bike that much more and and then i wouldn't got back on my other bike and it's good but man it's just so knowing the parts that you have on there knowing that you can hit stuff faster with that suspension mm-hmm. and not have to have the consequences you know so it's a better bike than now your bike has some special suspension stuff on it and your ignition, yes. your ignition, and and fuel, and you've really dialed in your production YZ450. You just took it to a world championship, by the way. Uh, it is still better than your bike. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if I was to, if I was a racer, and I wanted to go race at the high level, and for me, it would be very difficult to beat the chassis feeling of the factory bike, just because of how fast you can hit mm-hmm. stuff without having to brake. It's almost like if you can imagine you're riding your local track and you hit, you know, you're, you're going to the, at these corners that you know all the time, you know the bumps, you know where they're going to be, and then you got to rewire your brain to shut the throttle off later than you're used to because that's what a factory bike is like. You can, the braking bump start, well, that doesn't mean you necessarily have to stop uh, or, or shut the throttle off or brake. Mm-hmm. You can actually drive through halfway through those sets of braking bumps and then let off that's what factory bikes do um it's just it's crazy to think about but when i got back on my bike that's what i thought about i'm like man i had to brake earlier with my bike but this factory bike i could drive through three to four of these bumps and then let off so it's just shit like that you know yeah 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 um so yeah kind of funny for you to to ride it and then you, you have your bike so dialed in and you're so smart about this kind of stuff and you grab a bike that isn't dialed in for you and it's better. Do you know what I mean? I mean, they're right. factory guys. They just, they just know everything, but I find it funny that you're just like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, you know, it's a better bike than mine and your bike has everything perfectly dialed in for you. But yet still right. this bike that they wheel out of a box fan is better. So, yeah, because there's certain parts yeah, yeah. to that bike that I can't get, right? Yep. yep, yep. Um, there's things that I would like to try, like I said, like this flywheel weight yeah. thing um, um, and the ECU settings and so forth. Fly Racing Racer X podcast with Chris Kiefer, presented by Renthal and Maxis, of course, Race Tech as well. Pulp 20 is a code to save with Race Tech. Get your work done there. Get some uh, engine work done. Get some motor work done. Michael Lessie, he probably used Race Tech to win the uh, World Plus 30 championship. You know, he did. I, I don't know for sure, but I would assume he did. Um, I did. He did. Oh, okay. He sends me pictures every day. Okay. All right. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, thanks to the folks at Racetech and, of course, Renthal.com, Maxis.com, and, and the folks at Fly Racing. Uh, I rode the Evo gear at the World Vet Championships, Kiefer. I love it. I, I think I'm now Evo guy. I am now Evo you, guy. The, so, the red looks really good on blue. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, like the kinetic stuff they sent me, I may just never wear it again. So it's just a waste of gear. But um, That's uh, awesome. All right. Um so uh, uh, the, the the part that I enjoy, too – well, by the way, thanks again to Mike Ulrich and Hutch and Sergio and the Yamaha guys, RV, coming out. Um, uh, they really did a good job, didn't they? Like, like obviously, the star thing went sideways, and I don't think they were happy about that. 
you went and talked to Brad from Star. Uh, I've never met the guy. Right. Never met him. Right. And it's just been like, hey, man, I just want to, you know, put a name with the face. I'm Chris, you know, and uh, because, look, let's face it. I see that guy all the time. Like, I mean, I don't I don't see him. I know he's around, you know, so when I'm testing, I know they're testing. So I just want to be like, hey, man, I'm Chris. I don't know who who you are. Yeah. I never met you. But like, fuck, man, I'm not an asshole. Like, (laughs) I know Mathis may be the asshole. But I'm not. No, and I'm not even that. I'm like, what you got with Mathis? I don't know. But I'm just letting you know that I'm I'm an innocent bystander here. Um, but hey, how cool were the Yamaha guys with, like you said, being open and talking to us? And 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 you know what I mean? They were really, really open, and they were talking about how they really felt like they were turning a corner with the bike, turning a corner with the testing, and uh, you know, then it was kind of like, yeah, it's all going to star. Yeah, and and they even said, man, we ran out of time. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, we had some stuff in the works we were going to try. And then Salt Lake popped up, and then we're in Salt Lake. So it's not something that they could, you know, just yeah. start hammering out testing, you know? Yep, yep. yep. Um, and they even told me they assumed um, they were keeping Barstow, right? So they were having stuff um, built and getting ready to test to try to make him happier. And then this all got screwed up and shifted around. So yep, yep. Um, I've worked with Sergio when I was at Yamaha at GYTR. Sergio was in GYTR. Oh yeah, um, yeah, and I worked with Sergio at um, uh, Yamaha for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just what you think of that? No, well, I was thinking of Chad. He went to Chad's team, and he went to Cowie. But yeah, yeah, no, where I actually worked with him, yeah. Yeah, and so I've got to know him a little bit, and know how smart he is. So it was, uh, it was cool to have him out there and just kind of, you know, I think he trusts me enough to give me some information, and uh, I, that's exactly what I thought was really cool because. I've talked to many, and, and I'm a I'm a geek kind of techie guy. I will ask questions, and maybe I overstep my boundaries at times, and just by asking some things. And dude, these guys were an open book. Like, yep, we did this. We, you know, we're doing this. We would like to have done that. We couldn't do it. Yeah. Yep. And it was just really refreshing to to talk to some cool, down to earth factory dudes. And maybe you can attest to this. I've been around some trucks. And there's some fucking egos on oh, some of these guys. Yeah, oh, there is. Like, yeah, I'm just like, dude, are you a mechanic or are you a racer? Because you're acting like a dick. <laughs> yeah, no, 100. percent Yep, yep. And these guys were. I mean, I've never met Hutch. Um, nice guy. Um, I ended up texting him afterwards, saying thank you very much, and he texts me back, saying, "Hey, man, I appreciate you guys riding. Like, just, yep. just cool, down to earth dudes." Yep. No, uh, I agree. It was really nice of them to do that. And then you got a little vindication, Kiefer. A little vindication at the end of the day when, when RV got back on your bike for another for another go-around. Yeah, so I changed the settings after RV shit down my neck. Uh, Glenn Helen told me I'm a horrible test rider. Uh, I went back to the drawing board a yeah. little bit. And some of the things that he, he mentioned to me earlier, what I agreed with. But, you know, it's kind of nice to have confirmation well, from a, I'm a champion. In your right? defense, in your defense, when he took it out at Glenn Helen, you're like, this is what he's going to say. And he pretty much said that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like you kind of knew the shitting on was going to happen via what he, you know, how he rides and and everything else. So you kind of knew, right? That. Yeah. yeah, he's a rear and steering guy. We even talked about that in his when he was testing for the factory team. He's like, "Hey, man, when I'm testing for Barsha and Tickle, I'm trying to help them get better. I'm not setting this bike up for me." He's like, "If that was that, you know, that was the case, I would do other things for myself." So he's trying to find a neutral ground. But when he rode mine at Glen Helen. I knew he wasn't going to like it. So I went back to the drawing board, made some changes to my suspension and my ECU settings, 
Um, and then he wrote it at Paris that day. And I, I purposely, you know, he rides back and I'm talking to Hutch and he rides past me. He goes, you know, I'm parked, you know, across the lane over there. And I see him put the bike on the stand and he looks at it for 15 to 20 seconds. And I'm seeing this at the corner of my eye. And I'm like, and I, and I, when he walks over here, I'm not going to bombard him. Like, Hey, yeah, how was yeah, it? Yeah. What'd you think? Yeah. I'm going to let him talk to me about it. Right. Right. So he comes over and talks to me and goes, well, it's, it's not a piece of shit, you know? <laughs> so it, that was the compliment. That's right. as far as it got. Right. It's not a piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. So his uh, exact words, it wasn't a piece of shit like your last bike. That's what it's like. You know? right. And I was like, right. oh, good. Honestly, yeah. that's great. Yeah. Thank you very much for that. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, he liked it a little bit. So um, yeah, it, you know what? And again, I think I said this on the show and the other show, not, not this one. But um, uh, not last night's, but the other show. I, I just, I really enjoy Paris. I like Paris. Do you? I'm Team Paris. Yeah, because you could jump all the jumps. Yeah, right? yeah, I jump all the jumps. It's got good dirt. It's right. fun. Yeah, yeah, I like it. So now I think if you got down there more, you could you actually go on insides a little bit more. Maybe mm, easy on that. I feel like you could because you know I don't be, you go down here more, get used to the dirt. I don't want to be. An, I'm an outsider. You are an outsider. I'm an you outsider. like those outside walls. Right, I do. Uh, fast, easy, yeah, all of that. So, um, But, man, yeah, it's so there we go, people. Do you want to talk about riding a factory bike? We did it. We rode That's one. what it's like. And, and if I guess if you can explain to the people what it's like, it's just you can ride harder with less effort on a factory bike. Mm -hmm. It's not going to make you – um, this shining star, like, oh, I, I'm a, I'm an intermediate. Now I'm going to be a pro and I'm going to go make a main event. It's not going to do that, but it just makes you ride harder with less effort. Yeah, I think that I think I think that's that's a fair amount, and and I liked it. I I enjoyed it. I I if they told me tomorrow like, hey, you can have this setup, I would uh, I would drive down to California and get that setup for my bike. Holy shit, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, I would be all about it. So um yeah, so thanks again to the Monster Energy Yamaha crew for making it happen. I wonder if we'll, uh, I wonder if we're gonna get called back to do any more testing. Well, as somebody on Twitter has pointed out to us, uh, the two uh, teams we tested their bikes so far have folded. <laughs> so. Oh, uh Probably, that's not good. Yeah, it's probably probably a kiss of death. Have Mathis and Kiefer ride your bike, but oh man, yeah, yeah. Well, that sucks. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, uh, no, thanks, uh, thanks for the guys for having us. And again, watch the video on RacerX online and PulpMX.com YouTube and PulpMX.com. Uh, you can see the videos, RVs in them as well. Uh, and uh, Kiefer breaks it down a little bit more technical. Um, what about uh, uh, think about this? When you were working at Yamaha and then you, and you left and you did your own thing and you started this whole you know empire of pulp and all, yeah. would you ever would have thought that you would have came back and rode a factory YZ450F? No. Right? No chats. No. Yeah. No. So. Just you're riding a, a factory machine for yeah. Yamaha. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm testing Crazy. for them. Um, I mean, I and you know it's nice that they give me a bike for the year too. They give me a production bike, right? And and. And I love the production bike. Like I, I, I really do think it's a great bike. Uh, I'm not, I'm not shitting you on that. Um, uh, yeah, I'm actually when when you called me for this podcast, I'm actually typing a, a YZ450F article for Pulp about um, my settings, some things I had at the at the World Vets, and just people so people can actually like you know use it as their baseline you know stuff for their own bikes. So. Yeah. Did your bike at Glen Helen? Did it do anything badly? 
with those conditions, with the way it was? Like, did you make? I didn't see you make any changes from your from your setup. No, um, for me, nothing bad. I would have liked to have. Um, I think I went too smooth on my power delivery because we had those conditions and they were deep in areas. Yep. So I would have liked to have a little bit more pop, but trust me, I'd rather have too smooth than, than too much. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 So nothing really affected it too much with those conditions and the, the heavy sand and mud and all that for your, for no, for it's your just, it's, it's weird because I wrote a different, I wrote an orange bike today at Glen Helen, same track that you and I raced on. And all I thought about was, Holy shit, man. My Yamaha is so much better in most areas, right? <laughs> right, right. And I'm like, God, it's just such an easy bike to ride at an 80%, you know, and go faster at 80%. Right. So, um, what, yeah, it's just, it's a good bike. What happened to you off the start in Moto 2? Like, what happened? Uh, I wheelied. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wheelied and then had the lid off and then got back on it. And then, right. yeah, it was pretty done it, by it, then. It was over by then, right. Yeah. Um, well, uh, good times. Thanks again to the Monster Energy Yamaha crew for. Yeah, thank for you, it's Mike, and everybody. Yep, and uh, and thanks to you, Chris Kiefer, the Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Maxis and Renthal. Uh, appreciate the listens, everybody, and uh, and thanks, Kiefer. Yeah, thank you. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled 
pitch and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny Omar. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the 